Hi guys and welcome back to my podcast and I'm here with another amazing guest and I cannot wait for you guys to see what we have on today. Some exciting stuff. So welcome Vaka. He is my uh, new guest, like I said. He grew up in Germany. He, at 13, he got expelled from school and then he went to boarding school in UK. Then he uh, left school, done his GCSEs and went back to Germany to pursue his love for cooking, which is absolutely amazing. Um, he started many different businesses, including dropshipping, selling clothes and some marketing strategies. He then visited Dubai and had an amazing light bulb moment and decided to fill a gap in the market and open a super luxury rental car business which is doing absolutely amazing. So welcome, Becca. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank um, you for coming on. Thank you for having me. That's okay. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, me too. How are you today? All good, all good. How are you? Good. Oh, fantastic. Amazing as always. How was your day? Busy, but... Busy. Well, busy. I'm very, very glad you found the time to come and speak to me today. For you always, of course. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions. Um, obviously, I spoke, I spoke a little bit about your life. Can you go into a little bit more detail about where you are now, obviously, with your business career? And I do want to touch on your upbringing in Germany as well, because okay. you're my, first of all, you're my youngest guest at 23. To achieve what you've achieved is fantastic so far. Thank you very um, much. And I'm really excited for you to tell me that, about that. And I'm also excited for you to tell and educate the world, really, on how you've managed to do so much in such a short, short, short space of time. I hear it's like nine months. Yeah. So incredible. Um, how was your upbringing? And, and go from the start, really, Becca, please. Yeah, so I was born and raised in uh, Cologne, Germany. That's where I grew up, basically. Mm -hmm. I've lived there for 13 years and, you know, had a hard time in school. I was not the best at school, didn't like school at all. I was just getting kicked out of one school after the other because <clears throat> I just don't like sitting at a table listening to teachers. You know, it was never my thing. And I just always knew I wanted to make something different. Mm -hmm. And it's not what I want to do anything with in my future, you know. So after I got kicked out of Germany, out of many schools, I think it was like free schools. Then my parents sent me to boarding school in the UK. That's where you're from originally. Yeah. yeah. So, what part of UK? So it was first southwest. It's okay. next to Bath called a small, small, oh small, small town <laughs> called Warminster. Not much happening there at all. No, it's Warminster. Sorry for yeah. all the Bath. Yeah, that's people. where I went to school. Stayed there for two years after I got kicked out again. Uh, so then I had to go up to the north next to um, Sheffield. Uh, a small town called Workshop. Like both awesome. terrible. Yeah, Workshop. Both terrible small towns, nothing to see. We, we need to be careful here. We've got a lot of British viewers. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't feel like there was a lot of opportunities for you in uh, <laughs> Warsop. Opportunities? Yeah. No, not really, no. Okay. No. They really, really wanted to send you far away, didn't they, your, your, your family? Yes, because they see I was not doing anything in uh, Germany, bad uh, people I was connecting with, you know not doing anything productive, but it didn't get really better in the uh, mm -hmm. UK, to be honest. It just stayed the same. I yeah. still <clears throat> didn't like schools, didn't, didn't like the whole concept of it. So, yeah, after I was 17, I got kicked out again uh, out of the next school. Shock. So GCSE, and they didn't want to take me for A-levels. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want to do A-levels anyway, because I had a big passion, as you said, for cooking. Yes. And that's when I moved back to Germany again. Wow, so uh, every woman, by the way, loves a, a, a guy that can cook. So yeah. is that still the case? I can still do it. I rarely get time to actually cook because, you know, it's kind of time consuming, obviously, to yeah. cook. 
So I don't do it that much, but mm-hmm. I used to be a very good chef. I would say three years apprenticeship oh. in a French kitchen with one Michelin star. So yeah. what was your upbringing like other than the, how was the boarding school for you? And do you feel like it had an impact on who you are today? In some sort of way, they did teach some good, I think, um, principles in some sort of way, you know, like being on time always, you know, you have like a lot of schedules uh, there where you have to be on time at this. So, <clears throat> and then at such a young age, like 13, you had to do yeah, like your own laundry and you had to do your bed and like, you know, this kind of stuff, which when you, when you live at home, probably your parents do for mm-hmm. you and uh, mm-hmm. you had to clean up your room by yourself and stuff like this. Wow. So it was good in some yeah. sort of way. But it wasn't for me again, you know. But I guess it made you quite independent to leave home from such a young age. Yes. It, it probably made you, believe it or not, probably 10, ste- ten steps quicker. Yes, 100%. Than what, where you would have been if you was being at home yeah. and mothered and bed made, clothes made, food made and everything like that. Yeah. So it, I'm sure it taught you some amazing values. So, Because everyone looks at boarding school, they're like, oh my God, that's scary. Mm. Even me, it's like what what a bad child you must be to go to boarding school. Yeah. So that's like, that's that's what you have the thought of always. So um wow. Um you better and, be close to your mic, so And then you finished sorry, and you've basically so then you went back to Germany. How was Germany for you? Because sometimes when you've been brought in such a invite up environment that you never really got on with, <clears throat> like school, and you go back there, it's a little bit of a setback. How was, how, did you feel like that when you went back to Germany at such a young age? Yeah, because <clears throat> to be honest, I didn't have much friends anymore, like mm-hmm. no people to socialize really because I left, you know, I was switching up schools like every year. Basically, I went to a new school. So you had your friends in a year, but then you switch to a new school then you have their friends, but then you lose contact with the old ones again. So when I, I, I then went to UK for three years, I came back, I literally had no friends, like nobody to talk to really. I was just uh, doing my work when mm-hmm. uh, going to the restaurant where I was working and then the high side hustles after that, you know, because I knew like I'm making nothing like 350 euros. So like 320 pounds, you know, 350 US dollars a month from just working there. It can't be it, you know, like for the next three years, I'll be stuck with this money because when you're an apprenticeship in Germany, you get a bit, but that's not a lot, you know, to... Yeah, same with the whole of Europe, really. Yeah. It is very small money. But did you feel like you... Obviously, that was your passion from young. How, how When did you realize you had a big passion for cooking? Um, was when I was like, I think, 11, mm-hmm. when my grandma bought me like a cooking course for my birthday. And I went to this Hilton, you know, Hilton uh, hotels, obviously, mm-hmm. like a cooking class for kids. And I went there and I just absolutely loved it. And from there, I always, you know, been into watch all the Gordon Ramsay videos and everything. And I was like really into it. Wow. Um, and then I knew I want to do it. I want to pursue a career there. And eventually, of course, open a restaurant. That was a big dream. Not to stay as a chef, you know. Open yeah, a, of course. To open a restaurant. I was thinking big. But it didn't then work out in the end because it's a bit difficult in Germany, obviously, with uh, this whole concept. Uh, restaurants, not enough labor. Nobody wants to work. Mm-hmm. And especially in this field as it's very, very tiring. So what year was this in? What year roughly was it in? When? 2000 and... When what? When you were in this restaurant... Okay. At the apprenticeship, uh, I started in 2017, so I was okay. 17 years old. So about two so so it wasn't long ago, um, really, when you think about it. Yeah. And then from there, where was your your next step? How did you transform into something amazing that you're in now? So two, 2017, I started my apprenticeship. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, was doing it for like two three months, and then I realized, okay, I'm working so much, but I'm not getting any money. I need to start something, you know, something different. So then my first side hustle was selling clothes basically so that was my big thing i was selling used clothes actually for women 
because I, you know, this website called Vinted. I don't know if you have it. You've uh, heard of it, yeah. Yeah, I think you have it in the UK. Yeah, also yeah we maybe. have it. Yeah, Vinted. That's where I started selling women clothes for some reason because I started <laughs> for men's, but then I realized a lot of women were hitting me up for men's clothes. You know, they were wearing like jeans, yeah, car, baggy stuff, like baggy car yeah. jeans, and I realized like in market, but I didn't have any money to buy them, right. so. That was my problem to scale it up. But what I did, uh, I think, I don't know if it still works. I had this one website where I was buying them off and I was paying with like PayPal 14 days later payment. You know, okay. you can like yeah, buy on. Is it Klarna? There's one called Klarna. Yeah, it's like Klarna. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. Klarna, but on PayPal you have the function of paying 14 days later. Okay. So I was buying from this one website, not having any money. I was buying them and I had to pay them back 14 days later. Wow. So I kept the clothes for 10 days with me. Wow. And when I didn't sell them on Vinted, I sent them back. Because I didn't have any money to invest, basically. Of course. So I had to find a way. So you had literally a four-day period to sell all the clothes. No, like 10 days. <laughs> okay. 10 days. And, and then till it comes back to the warehouse, I accept everything so I don't have to pay anything of because course. I didn't have the money then to pay for it. Yeah. So whatever I managed to sell in these 10 days, I sold over vintage. Wow. Whatever, I didn't. So that was on the side always, you know. So that was your small side hustle. And when did you really start doing some? So were you doing like multiple of those? So I was doing this uh, at the start. Then mm. I... Um, passed on to a friend. I told him how to do it basically and I helped him do it because then I transitioned to drop shipping. You probably heard of it, you mm -hmm. know. I did it for like one and a half years um, and caught a quite good wave in Corona. Yeah. When the coronavirus hit, I caught a quite good wave because every gym was closed yeah. and I sold, uh, sold like gym equipment for the home. Wow. So home gym equipment. So I got kind of wow. lucky there. Yeah, because, very. Because so you picked up a gap. Yeah, I picked up a gap. Huge gap in the market then. So, and it was really tough, I remember, in lockdown to buy weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I spent like £65 on like yeah. a, a set of eights or something. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't weights, it was like uh, just uh, body workout wow. equipment. Worked out very well, got some money from there. And then I went on to a holiday to Dubai. And that's where I think everything... Uh, you, you are probably along in the rest of the world that come to Dubai mm. in lockdown on holiday yeah. or for work, as they called it. So, um, okay, so you got to Dubai. Have you left since then? I have, yeah. So you, so you just yeah. about left since yeah. then, okay. So I, w I was still working in the restaurant at that time, you know, okay. and uh, my parents... Um, bought me a gift basically uh, on my birthday, like a Dubai trip with the family. So we went uh, to Dubai and we had a look at everything and I absolutely loved it, you know. Uh, I fell in love with the city and since then I couldn't uh, stop thinking about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like Dubai is a very addictive place, uh, especially for the young for the young generation. Yeah. But it's also um, a lot of people see the good stuff and they really don't understand how hard it is to actually get that lifestyle, um, especially for young young mm. people like ourselves, I would call it. And it does take time. Of course. And um, I know you've done it in such a short short space, but that's why you're you're here on my show because that is an immense achievement. So from then, where where did you where were you with the cars when you saw well, these beautiful cars? <laughs> far far away from the cars, you know. <laughs> uh, the, it was just about getting them. Or? Yeah, uh, the money I uh, had for the cars was only to rent one, and that's when the whole idea came about. Basically, then I um, obviously we're going to places as well here in Dubai, some car showrooms, just having a look at cars because I'm in love with cars and like big showrooms. I went to to just have a look, you know, <clears throat> at all these cars. But then I actually wanted to always drive a Lamborghini, you know. So I was like, me and my brother, uh, let's rent one. We'll, we'll go halves on it. You know, everybody spends like maybe $300, $400 each and then we'll rent one for 24 hours. What do you mm -hmm. think? He's like, yeah, great idea. Let's do it. But we didn't manage actually to rent one in that period. It was very, very busy times. 
And it, I was like, how come there's no Lamborghini in such a con <laughs> like city like Dubai where it's like filled with All super- All you see is Lamborghinis and you couldn't find one. And I couldn't find one. Like wow. there must be something, you know, like why? So I realized, okay, the demand is pretty high for it. And I love, I love, I like cars. So I was like, maybe, you know, in future, I was like far, far away from it. Oh, of course, I can open a rental car company here. That would be like the biggest dream I could just imagine, you know, like having cars which you make money off and you can drive them whenever you want, like, and having a big fleet of cars. Like every boy's dream, you know, just to have like a fleet of cars you can just drive. So that was uh, when I was like, okay, I need to do something. So that's what inspired you to get into this industry? Yes. Yeah. So, so currently you have bought about $5 million worth of, worth of cars this yeah. year. Is that about right? Yes. Our yeah. fleet is worth around $5 million in total. Your fleet's worth about $5 million. Yeah. And what's the most expensive car you have in your fleet? SF90 Spider Ferrari, 1,000 horsepower, 750 US dollars. 750,000 um, US dollars. 750,000 US dollars yeah. on a Ferrari. Okay. And how much roughly does that, does that cost someone to rent out for a day? 15,000 dirhams a day. So that's what's that in pounds? In pounds, it's around seven, like three point six. No, yeah, three thousand, three point seven, yeah, three and a half grand, basically, round about a day. Yeah, okay. And for me, it's a little, about a little bit less. For the viewers, here, it's three k <laughs> only with Code Chanel. <laughs> uh, was you actually into? Because some some boys and and guys are not into cars. Were you into cars from a young age? Yes, always. <clears throat> I think it came like when my my dad's also very into cars. You know, we'd go to museums as a small child and drive all these kind of cars. Um, I was always into cars and was like a big dream to always own one of these supercars. Obviously, yeah. especially being from Germany. Obviously, yeah, it's a massive uh, car place, Where isn't it? The most, yeah, the best cars are the from best there. cars. Are, I would say that as mm. well. And uh, you've you've clearly expressed how you you basically identified a big gap in the market here, mm. and you come at a really good time. I think Corona was a great time for breeding businesses in Dubai, and yeah. you also managed that, so that was amazing. Um, can you share one of your biggest challenges though, though, so far uh, to date in in the industry? Um, I think the biggest. Um challenge I had was scaling the business and getting kind because it's a very very saturated market actually if you look at it if you just look at the statistics of uh, how long people actually survive in this business it's uh, like very short because people open it up and one year later they're closed because they see they don't they don't get enough customers like a lot of a lot of companies get uh, opened up a year these rental car companies just yeah flooded basically I, I think the reason why short-term rental rental cars work here is because Dubai was such a short-term rental place obviously I'm in property yeah. so property you you're seeing you see the market go up and down with cars I've been coming to Dubai for 15 years mm. and I've seen the car market always stay very lucrative and very strong whereas obviously the pocket property market's always going to have a dip um and I just feel like Dubai was such a short-term place you know mm. people come here they'll try to make it or they'll come on holiday for a week they'll then want to extend for yeah. a month and then that's why cars have always been so busy and so lucrative as a financial income yeah did you do it for the you saw the financial gain and that that was a big push for you to um get into this as well sorry what, the financial gain yeah of course of course like uh, obviously making money out of it is the best part mm -hmm. but owning them is also and driving being able to drive them on a daily basis is amazing yeah uh, you come here today yeah. in a Rolls Royce I think so yeah. I can't wait to see that after yeah. <laughs> um so also so what strategies do you use to stay on trend with your within your industry uh 
on trends. Yeah. How do you keep on trend? Because I've seen your Instagram and yeah. it's very on trend. I think like we and maybe one or two of us who are in this business, we set the trend because there are no trends. Nobody's doing it. Like there's one more company here in Dubai uh, who's also doing like TikToks and Reels. And we create the trend, to be honest, because mm -hmm. there are no other maybe influencers for car rental business. That's how I started off. You know, I, I didn't start off... Um, to become an influencer myself or anything, yeah. I start off to basically scale my business. So all the content I'm doing is somehow related to my current business, mm -hmm. but now I, you know, shoved it, uh, like doing also like just car reviews, maybe of a Bugatti, which I don't have in my fleet for now, you know, maybe. Uh, Soon. That is your, hopefully on your goals. Yeah. And so, did you set, did you set yourself goals and targets at the beginning of the year? Um, not really, to be honest. Really? I just, no, I don't set targets really. Okay. I just. I, I think you should. I just try to do my best all the time, every yeah. day, you know? Yeah. And then what comes. Obviously, just, listen, every hour is very valuable <clears throat> in life, you yeah. know? So if you spend and you, you spend like an hour, say, goal setting and targeting and then the rest procrastinating and then you have to be your biggest uh, critic. I yeah, feel, and yeah. you have to really be on what you want because mm. otherwise I did this at your age where I was like, I was successful at quite a young age and I just was like money coming in, living my best life. <laughs> and I kind of forgot about, yeah, but where do you want to be in 10 years? Mm. Where do you want to be in 15 years? And I was like, okay, this is good. Everything's coming in, coming in, coming in. But at the same time, I weren't planning nothing. And mm. I was like, I don't need to plan it because it's going really well, you know? Yeah. But I do feel like that that goal setting is, is, is definitely something that every person should do and it really help you um, because I've, I've said this before, you just go around and around a little bit in a circle and you grow in your business, but you don't know where you want the business to go in that sense, you know? So yeah, of course. I'm yeah. sure you do have a vision. Yeah, I have a vision, obviously. And what know. is that? To be the biggest car rental company here, definitely. Okay, so that's yeah. your aim. Yeah, massive okay. showroom. Um, yeah, that's basically what I want to create. Like a, <clears throat> yeah, a showroom where people come together, basically, like a space for people to network and come together, have a look at cars, and not just maybe have cars which I rent out. Maybe, you know, they're like a car museum, obviously, as well. You know? Oh, that sounds nice. And how about car auctions? I hear they're doing quite well in, in Dubai. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't go to any of them. We don't purchase car from these car auctions. You know, I think you have to be a bit more into cars. I guess collectors uh, uh, and collectible cars. Yeah, me. You know, there's like two car auctions. You know, like the luxury segment of car auction and the ones where you buy broken and beaten down cars from like America or can Canada, basically. Yeah. So I have not been to any of them and. Maybe at some point. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. go to a car auction. That'd be so fun. <laughs> <laughs> what advice will you give to? I mean, I get asked this all the time, especially young boys your age in England and they really want to move to Dubai and it's like everyone's dream at the moment. Mm. And it's such an amazing place to live. Do you agree? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Why? The weather, the people, um, the connections you can make very, very easily is you just go to a dinner, you could just go there and there will be people who are like very, very well connected, high net worth individuals maybe, you know, even who just want to obviously connect. I think it's like a vibe in here. Like everybody wants to meet someone. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to benefit, gain someone 
You yeah. Know? Like not in a negative way, you know? I'm not saying to yeah. use someone, but everyone wants to make the best out of each other. I mean, it is a bit of a shame. I feel like Dubai is quite transactional. Yeah. But the reason why that is is because everyone's here for the same purpose. And I don't mind it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm <laughs> I mean, I, de- I, it depends. I, I do, I don't in business, obviously, but I do in, in, in a personal aspect. I don't have friends for t- transactional use. I've had the same friends my whole life. I yeah. don't build genuine relationships like that. I've never built my customers on fake you know yeah. uh, relationships Dubai is a it, it's a beautiful place and I think the reason why is because the future is here more than anywhere in the world and um, especially in your industry in the car industry I feel like it's the biggest car, car rental industry mm. in, in the world would you say mm. most lucrative and expensive yeah probably I, yeah I, yeah most likely I definitely yeah, most I, think, likely. I, feel, I, I don't feel like there's anywhere you can go to in the world that's, and hire out so many yeah that's true that's true 100% cars. yeah I would agree on that so yeah. and it's and it's the same with like developments like the Royal Atlantis yeah. it's the the most it's said to be the most beautiful uh building in in the world it is 100% and then when you think about that and you actually sit down and think wow this architect's this architect is the most amazing architect in the world these cars are the most amazing cars in the world it it kind of means that this place is one of the most amazing places to live in the world, which is why so many people want to come here. I don't think we even realize what we're in. No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I actually talk with my friends, like when we drive, you know, it's crazy. We actually live here, you know. People dream to come here on a holiday. We actually live here. It's like, I feel blessed, you know. I'm very, yeah. um, I don't take it for granted in some sort of way because we don't realize how crazy it is actually living here, you know, like just everything. People see it on TikTok, I mean, on Instagram, be like, what, how, how nice would it be to come on a holiday once in a lifetime, you know. Yeah. And most people won't even, you know, like. Yeah. And, and and that's one thing that, um you know, we have to understand to the viewers and people out there is here is we are trying here to educate people. We are not just here for our own financial benefit. And um we are grateful for obviously what we've got, because I do get a lot of people like commenting on, on like, oh, how did you like I, I get it? So I'm sure you get it. You know, how did you open a state agency at 19? And yeah. the truth is. I, ha- I was blacklisted. I had no money. You know, I got a rent-free period in my office for nine months. I collected rent from upstairs and I paid for my shop rent. I paid for my bills that way. I was the only staff member for about a year. So I didn't have much overheads, mm. you know. But when when you when you just people think, oh, she opened an agency at 19, it's de- definitely mummy and daddy's money yeah, and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, no, thank God I had my parents around me and I, f- I had good guidance. My dad's a pro- into property. He's a mm. property developer but um i want i'm the one that chose to go into this career i'm sure your 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 family didn't say you have to go into go no. open a, a car luxury no. company in no. dubai do you know what i mean because yeah. unthinkable and i was studying law and same way as you like education for me it it can take you far you know yeah it depends um, what you do really i mean it depends what who you are yeah yeah if you want to be a doctor obviously have you have to, yeah. to study for a long time and we we definitely want more people like doctors and 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 amazing people like that in the world but there's people like us i think that that would more strive in business academics and places like that around entrepreneurs yeah. and creating more of an entrepreneurial lifestyle so let's talk about something funny what is the funniest moment you've had in your career here in the wild or just in, in general <laughs> you can say whatever you want <clears throat> i could tell a crazy story maybe of like um, of yeah, of <laughs> someone who rented the car from me. Oh, go on then. That sounds juicy. <laughs> um, I had one client from Eastern Europe uh, okay. coming, and he wanted uh, a pink Lamborghini. 
I didn't have a pink Lamborghini, obviously. He's like, I need a pink Lamborghini uh, for my girl. I'm coming here. And uh, she wants a pink Lamborghini. She only drives pink cars. I don't know. I didn't ask any questions, you know, like Dubai is crazy. So I was like, no, I'm sorry. We don't have a pink Lamborghini. And he didn't reply anymore. Two weeks later, he says, I need a pink Lamborghini. I was like, we still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I'm going to pull five last week. <laughs> yeah, we still don't have one. He's like, okay, can you wrap it for me? I was like, yeah, I can. But you obviously have to pay for it. You know, car will be out of service for free cars for three days. We have to get it wrapped one day. Uh, for one day after that we have to wrap it back I'm not gonna keep it in pink you know just for you uh, he's like two days after that we have to get the wrap back off and everything you know he's like okay let's do it so I, I just told him the whole price I think it was like um, it wasn't Urus so it was like 3,500 dirhams per day just so like it was like period of six days of the rent and then the service and all so it was, it was like total of maybe $10,000 you know so we wrapped it in pink. She was driving it for one day. Well, we delivered, we delivered it to her, you know? And when we deliver a car, what we always do, we take a picture of the dashboard to see how many kilometers they drive. They have like a limit, you know? Yeah. On how much they're allowed to of drive course. a day. Um, so when we picked the car back up, we've seen the car drove nothing. So she didn't even drive it. She wanted to go to some event, but she didn't end up going. So she never drove it. And we wrapped a car in pink. Just complete. And welcome to Dubai, everybody. Yeah, we have like this. This is a crazy story, you know. But we do have people calling, like uh, one delivery, Bush Al Arab. Hey, my girl wants to go to DIFC for dinner. She needs this car. We bring it to her. She just drives to DIFC to have dinner for like one thousand dollar a car. Ten kilometers there, ten kilometers back. That's it. The car doesn't get driven. And you know, at Bush Al Arab, they have Rolls Royce uh, chauffeur service yeah. in front of the door. Yeah. So, but she wanted that car to drive to a dinner with her friends. She came back, 20 kilometers, $1,000. Dubai is crazy. I mean, you know, people have uh, more money than sense, I think, yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But, um, the, you know, each to their own. So, what it would be the most money you've made on a transaction? Would it be the pink Lamborghini um, so far? Yeah. Not the most, probably. Mm -hmm. I've <clears throat> made transaction, which I probably earned more on. Like um, sometimes, that's how I basically started as well. I think we didn't really talk about how I started. Yeah. You know, like how I got to the point uh, of having these cars. You know, we jumped. I think yeah. straight from uh, yeah, yeah. school to yeah. owning a super yes, luxury. Yeah. <laughs> There's obviously a period. What was the bit in between? <laughs> yeah, so the bit in between is when I uh, stopped. When I had dropped. When I finished with drop shipping, basically. And I went on the holiday onto here and I saw the big demand on on cars. And then I connected with a few people from some rental car companies also. I called them up, had their numbers, you know, and uh, a car showroom where they sell cars, obviously, as well. So when I came back, I was like, hey, you know, we met then and then. I have some good connections here in Germany for cars because we get them much cheaper. There used to be times where it was much more expensive to buy them in Dubai than in Germany. So I was basically sourcing cars for them from uh, Germany to Dubai, like G63s, wow. which was a super popular car, like still, is. still is obviously. But I think the, it's the most popular car in Dubai, G63. Yeah, 100%. But it was um, much, much higher in value. It used to be, you know, like really? it, it slowed down. Like it's not as expensive. It used to be like 250,000 pounds at some point. Yeah, it's, it's not like 150 now. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not that expensive. So it was like a margin of like- No, six, it's not expensive at all, yeah. 150,000 pounds. Not expensive, <laughs> but not as expensive as it used to no, be. It's so it was like, we bought them for like 180k maybe from the dealer straight away when mm -hmm. we had like a pre-order on them and we sold them for 250 so it's like 60k straight profit straight away because we had good connections to like a lot so of So you were flipping cars. Flipping cars. That mm -hmm. was the how I made some money obviously as well on the side because 
there's not much work, you know. I had the connections, and then we just had to ship them, you know. But they got mostly organized by the guy who was buying them in Dubai. I was working with one showroom here in Dubai. So how did you go from being on holiday here to then shipping cars from Europe into Dubai? Well, within was that all within the same year? Yeah, it wasn't same. And year. making all these connections, how did all that happen? I went to the showrooms. And I was just looking at cars, you know? And I just went up to the one of the salesmen there. I was like, I have a G63. I didn't have one, obviously, you know? <laughs> you know just, so you blacked your way through I was it. like, I have Perfect. a G63. I, I want to sell here in, in Germany. Are you interested? He's like, yeah, we're interested. We sell them on a daily basis. Hit, uh, send me over the the list, uh, the how the car looks, you know, the pictures yeah. and the list of... Uh, description. Yeah. I was like, no problem. I'll send it over to you. When I will come back to Germany, I'll take pictures and send it to you. Then I hit up my guy and we had a... <clears throat> He's like, yeah, I have the G63 coming soon. You can have it if you want, you know? So I took this one, uh, basically sent it to him. And he's like, yeah, let's have it. And it was like, I think like 40K plus, you know, like 40,000 mm -hmm. euros uh, plus. And we did, with my dad together, we did always flip cars together because he's big into cars. And I was okay. also, and we used to, used to be like, okay, this car's coming out. Let's pre-order it now. When it comes out, we'll be the first one and we can straight away flip it on okay. the same day. It slowed down this whole yeah. business, sadly. Yeah. But we still do that nowadays now, like, big cars, GT3 RS, you know, we get all the new cars always um, first. So we are flipping cars then to Dubai. That's how I established some connection there. Okay. And I was like, okay, but how can I start this car rental business actually there? You know, like that's what I want to do and not flipping cars. That's not yeah. interesting for me. Yeah. Car rental business is what I want to do. So that when, you know, when you fly to Dubai, you always get like a Dubai SIM card. Yeah. So I opened a Dubai WhatsApp account. I created a website by myself on like Wix or I don't know which uh, website like where you can build it yourself. I created a website there and I did some Google SEO, you know, so I ranked up a bit higher and I just created a whole website, took pictures of the internet basically, like free, not licensed pictures of cars and created like a car rental, online car rental and I didn't have any cars. So I was getting leads always and then when I started getting leads, I then connected them to my connection I made to the guys here. Who, who had, owns the car. Who owns the cars. And I was like, hey, I have a client for this and this. What's what's the price for me? So I get yeah. a B2B rate, a business to business rate. Yeah. So I get like a discount rate and give it on to my client as a B2C rate. So okay. he, so there's like a margin depending on which car always, which yeah. customer, 30%, you know. Wow. And that's how I... That's a good margin. That's how I did it over a year, you know. A year I was collecting, you know, I got a lot of leads and I had like a whole customer base on my WhatsApp, basically. So you got the leads from the, the website, basically, the, originally? Yeah, from the website, basically. For Google ads, you know, I did Facebook ads when I started to generate wow. some money. I did Facebook ads, uh, TikTok ads, uh, wow. Google ads, everything. That's how I connect, uh, collected leads. That's fantastic. It just, show, it just shows how, you know, they say that marketing is going to be like the third biggest industry in the world next year. So it just shows how marketing is so, so powerful, isn't it? And you, you did that. What, at the age of 21? Yeah, because I did dropshipping before, so I knew how Facebook ads work. I knew it all myself. I didn't need a third-party company to teach me all of this because when I started dropshipping, I knew all of it, the ins and outs. So I knew how to scale it, how to look uh, after my... It's not just, you know, boost your post on Instagram, you know, like, yeah. and just paying me. It's That's much what more. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's much, it's There's a lot, lot more to it. Yeah, I but know, a, lot I get of, it. a lot of people do it, you know. I, need, yeah, I knew how to target them, you know. Yeah. I was doing crazy stuff, you know, like I knew, okay, maybe... In English, it's national holiday, and this time people from this will be in Dubai going on Dubai holiday. Yeah. So let's pe target people in London, well, who have money, obviously, you know, in London, wow. a lot of people have money. Target them who are interested in Dubai, who are interested in car rental. S basically, schedule them uh, my uh, my ads. So 
okay, national holiday there, national holiday in Germany, national holiday. Grand Prix, New mm. Year's, Christmas, all the holidays like the now. New Year's Eve offer. It's going to show one week before in UK, in Dubai. So I, I started collecting leads basically like this. I had a whole portfolio of I don't know how many people, you know, and I was working with multiple companies at that time. You know, I was like, here I have this customer, this customer. I was connecting them together. That's how I started actually. And that's what I teach people also on if you want to get started in this, I teach people on how to do it basically as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How, yeah. how, how do you have like an academy? Or? Yeah, I have like an online school on it basically. Okay. I teach people on how to do that. And if you have already a car rental company, I teach people on how to scale it obviously as well then. Okay. And how about people would come want to come work with you? Do you offer that as well? Do you, are you looking for young apprenticeships like how you were or? Um, not really right now. No, no, no not no. really. It's so, a lot of work, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So if people across the world want to open a current business, mm -hmm. I help them with that, you know. I do the whole wow. setup with them. I teach them, you know, the ins and outs, what you need to log out for a whole school, basically an academy, online academy with like 45 videos. Wow. Explain everything and a one-to-one mentoring, you know, just for any questions, you know, like daily calls. You can call me, text me whenever you want, basically. So you make it sound, it's very impressive, you make it sound very easy, but what advice would you give to the younger generation out there that want to come to Dubai, the challenges that you've had, the lessons that you've learned, and obviously want to maybe not start their business straight away, but get into this industry? Um, car rental industry? Yeah, car industry. Car industry. I would start like how I started, sourcing cars. Before you deploy, if you have the money, it's, you're going to obviously succeed quicker, but you might, if you're not, do it correctly, uh, not be profitable in the first year because you will not have as many customers. You might buy, you know, if I will buy now 500 cars, mm -hmm. I will not be able to rent them all out because the demand is not that high for me right now, you know. Maybe in three, four, five years time it will be, but at the start, you might need to, you know, start with less cars and outsource them, you know, and basically take cars from different companies because you will not have the demands and cars will be sitting around and when cars are sitting around, you're losing money. You have to pay, obviously, for service. You have to pay for insurance. You have to pay for the place the mm. car stays and stuff like this. Same like when we sit around and we lose money. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I saw something so interesting online the other day and it was like, you know, every hour is valuable, but at the same time, that when you're doing something that that's not in line with what your your goals are, you're taking away the time that you should be doing, be driving yourself to do what you need to do yeah. to get where you want to get to. Mm. And everything's delaying it. And realistically, we don't have a lot of time when you think about it. No. You know, and time is so precious. So I think it is uh, amazing that you you use your your time quite precisely. And you I feel like you really know what you know what you want in life and you're, and you're going for it. But let's talk about the fun side of your life okay, now. Okay. <laughs> what music are you into? Music, hip hop, R&B, like German music also as well. Ah. Yeah, German music, hip hop. Really? Uh, yeah. It's, it's very good. <laughs> Some co some There's German artists collab with UK artists also. And Turkish artists, yeah. obviously. Yeah, There's like Mero. Mero, yeah, he's yeah. great. I've Luciano collab with like Dave and uh, Central C. He's a UK, uh, German artist, Luciano. You should all look into him. He's, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone, look into this. the German artist. What theme song would you, would you most dedicate your life to at the moment? How you feel? Like when you wake up, what's your theme song of the day? <laughs> or your artist? <laughs> Is there a song called Working? I don't know. Like, I just work all day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not listen to music in the day? Mm, I listen to, like, techno music. You know, but not, not like, hardcore. Like uh, Really? Like, electro? Is it electro? Mm, I like, don't you know. know. Like, beach club techno. Like, 
Techno house, it's called. So house, oh techno house. Techno house. Oh, I love that because I think it's better when you work here that there's no lyrics in it. So yeah, then I think it's actually. So better. is that what you listen to when yeah, you, on, your, on your work day? Do you do and what's your average like routine? Uh, wake up at like eight. Okay. Um, We're not a five a in five a.m. club yet. No, crazy no. Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, wake up at eight. Um, you know, straight on my phone, answering messages, see what I missed. You know, maybe go through Instagram, how my videos are. I post every day, mm -hmm. so see how my videos are doing, answering wow. messages. Then and I, I, another thing, sorry, yeah. I interrupt you. Your social media. Yeah. So I mean, I I haven't been following you long, and obviously we met through for a mutual friend, yeah. um, which is again just shows how great opportunities are, and you just don't know who you're gonna bump into in the lift in Dubai. You're like, oh, you live in my area? Oh yeah, we live in the same area. Oh, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Yeah. And then all of a sudden we're sitting here doing a podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> this is Dubai. Like literally That's the unimaginable true. can happen, which is amazing. But I've looked into and researched you. Like, how vastly did your social media grow this year? Yeah, it's crazy actually. You know, I started in I think April. I started with social media, maybe even June. Okay. I, I, I'm not quite sure uh, when I started. Like maybe let's say April. You know, um, I started with like 600 followers. You know, my friends on Instagram, 600 followers. Uh, TikTok zero, uh, YouTube zero. Now we are on 350,000 on uh, TikTok. 150 on YouTube. Likes or, or no, views? No, no, uh, subscribers. Uh, so oh, 150,000, sorry. 150,000. Oh my well, God, that's like unimaginable. 150,000 subscribers on YouTube, 350,000 on TikTok, and wow. like close to 80,000. Maybe today I will hit 80,000 uh, on Instagram. And what does that mean when they subscribe to your Instagram? I know about YouTube mm. and TikTok. What does it mean that they... Do they get like daily updates or uh, what yeah. benefits do they get of that? People, benefit? I don't think they get much benefit from it. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> watching interesting videos, you know. Um, it just means that you're they're like a fan of yours yeah. and that they they can feel like they can learn off you so they've subscribed to you, right? Yeah, I because not a lot of people know what subscribing is and how much it benefits. And it does, by the way, guys. So please subscribe to yeah. us, <laughs> like, comment, post, share. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it is, it is beneficial. And how do you feel like that? How do you feel that's benefited your company and your business? Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot, like really? a lot. I could say most of our leads, I even stopped right now paying for ads. Like I don't do paid ads at the moment. All I do is organic right now because it's going so well. You know, if, uh, if I would have to pay for 2 million uh, views on a video, let's say on Facebook and promote it, it will be quite a bit, you know, it's like 100, I don't know exactly how much, like $100 or whatever. You know, I get like on some videos, 5 million views on TikTok, the same video, 3 million views on YouTube and the same video, 3 million views on uh, on Instagram. One video I can post on three channels, basically, getting 10 million views. Wow. And maybe I spend sometimes Wild. 10. Sometimes 10 I spend. 10 million views on, on a video. Yeah. That's so fantastic. Honestly, you must be really, really proud of yourself. Seriously. I'm never happy. It's never satisfied. Never you, proud. Yeah, you seem like really like strict on yourself. What's, yes. What star sign are you? I'm a fish. <laughs> Pisces, oh, is it? Pisces is a good, it's a good, it's a good sign. It's a placid sign, and it's the, the water. Yeah. So that's why you're chilled. Yeah. You seem really chilled, and I am. Yeah. You are. Oh, that's good. And uh, if you could describe yourself in three words, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> um, I made you laugh. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Come I don't, on, make I don't think about this kind of stuff in my daily life. You know what? <laughs> um, Go on. You help me. You know me now. Okay. For... 
Um, hardworking, dedicated, and ambitious. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take that. Thank you to me. Yeah. <laughs> Grasped you yeah. in like an hour. Um, okay, so what would you say would be the most valuable lesson out there to to yourself? What's like the most valuable lesson that you've learned so far in your life? Mm-hmm. Just um, hard work outbeats anything, I'd say. You know, like trying, I, I tried so much. I, I, I could name you 10 things I've done before actually succeeding, you know. I had a supermarket, like an online supermarket, Italian supermarket in Germany. I was selling clothes. I was doing marketing service, doing logos, uh, like t- marketing, I don't know even w- what else. Uh, I forgot most of it, you know, like flipping stuff. A lot of stuff I did, you know, but if you keep on trying, eventually something will work, you know might take two years, might take five years, it might take 10 years, might take 15 years, you know? You, you might ne- lose it all and come back and, and it's still okay, isn't Of course, it? you know, you never know. Maybe I'll lose my car rental business next year, something happens, you never know, you know? Let's not put that out of course, the you never, so come on now. You never, no, no, but you never know, like <laughs> a lot of people thought they will never, you know, restaurants thought they would never go out of business, Corona mm-hmm. came, you know, bum, you know? Yeah, they went out of business. So yeah. we never know what's gonna happen. Obviously, yeah. I don't hope uh, this will ever happen, you know, but, you have to be ready for it, you know. I mean, so your your main piece of advice lesson is to work work hard as possible. Yeah. Well, Do you enjoy life at all? Um, I enjoy working, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like I don't go out. Um, I just wake up and work the whole day, basically. I rarely ever go out. Drinking? Was, no, no, I don't drink. Really? Maybe on birthdays, special occasions, I will drink, you know. But uh, otherwise, I will not because. Right. The next day, you're not productive, really, are you? Not at all. Uh, yeah. For about two, three days, in my instance, at yeah. my age. <laughs> I haven't, I didn't, I, I don't know, drank maybe one year ago last time. So wow. it might have changed again, you know? What I, mean? I feel like that's a pattern of, of, of the people and successful people that I have bought on my pod is that the, a lot of them don't drink and a lot of them don't go out. But I've never had anyone that young, this young, that I've spoken to that don't go out because obviously every 23 year old is out what two three nights a week getting drunk which is fine it's absolutely fine and we're not not fine (laughs) (laughs) no no no, you have to let people do what you want listen if everyone was like you in the world the world wouldn't be where it is yeah of course see what i'm saying and there's everyone is a a different uh, impact of society than than other people so the same with me and so that's what how i feel you've got to respect everyone's well listen everyone's upbringing is different everyone's dedication everyone everyone's choices are different yeah um and i feel like it's down to everyone to do what what they want to do in life and if they're happy doing that then of that's course the if you're happy going out yeah two times three times a week i like i don't mind it's not my problem you know yeah but i'm <laughs> sure you've got friends that still enjoy that life no or not really um no not really actually really? like all my friends are older and okay. they they did already you know not all of them are maybe as uh, successful as the other ones maybe some other friends but everybody's kind of doing something uh, if not you know i tell them to do something you know i had one friend in germany i just visited him and I'm like we need to start doing something for you you know so i helped him you know told him maybe a few stuff he can do i tried to help my friends obviously in the best way possible you know yeah i yeah. feel like you'll be a really good you know and um, um, what well, ambitious person and person to look up to within your your friendship group they come to you for a lot of advice um sometimes yeah yeah yeah, yeah sometimes. and obviously we're at the end of 2023 now we're going to amazing exciting new year 2024 mm. i cannot wait yeah more podcasts for me mm-hmm. i'm sure hopefully some podcasts for you and a bigger business have you got any goals for 2024 what's your next year plan um just continue growing as a like i'm quite happy on the, along how i grow you know mm-hmm. 
just just do more work you know i like i set myself some other goals you know i upload once a day i want to upload twice a day now you know uh, on my social media want to grow that even more go into more social media stuff i think i see the benefits uh, from it a lot yeah um just not only from getting more leads and more uh, customers but mm -hmm. also opening a lot of doors getting invited to events people you know more networking more network i feel like you have to do networking social media and obviously the business part of things yeah. as well don't you yeah and one question my last question for you what do you feel about the property market in the world have you ever got into property yeah we into property as well here with my business partner i have a mm -hmm. business partner here in dubai and mm -hmm. we're into property as well short term and like flipping also okay so i think it's an amazing market here in dubai yeah and um if you have someone well, I'm, I'm glad someone um cause obviously I've, I've been to property my whole life so i'm glad that you agree with someone in the car industry to actually to be honest a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and businessmen i've met in your industry i've bought a lot of property in of Dubai. course yeah i think like every investor or goes e hand in hand right uh, every investor or everybody who's making a significant amount of money they invest mm -hmm. in property in the end of the day i think yeah. most of them do you know i do feel like a car is a, is a more expensive investment at the, at the moment because you're in it less you know mm -hmm. <laughs> um but that's why people are better off to rent them really when which is why it's, it's doing so well you're better off to rent a car than buy a car i, I find mm -hmm. in dubai especially because it's such a short-term place but buy houses flip houses and we need to push that in dubai because it's it's an amazing market for both 100 yeah i agree on so that. hopefully we can do some business together let's hope next year oh. <laughs> this year will be with short the short notice yeah so. definitely next year <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll look we'll sit down and work something out but thank you very much thank you Rebecca. have you got any questions for me <laughs> no <laughs> not really no <laughs> i think uh, we covered it well, we covered my questions. You what you uh, wanted to ask me, but you know, yeah, yeah. property market will speak in private. I think you know. Yeah, like, no, no, definitely, definitely. I think the the rental market is gonna be really good here next year. That's one thing I predict that I'm gonna probably try and hit. And short term or long term? Long term. Long term. Yeah, long term is getting a bit more lucrative purely because it's less outgoings. You know, mm -hmm. cleaning um and a lot of people come in here more long term now so that's the pattern of dubai i'm seeing it's not the two-year plan anymore it's the 10 15 year plan now people want to retire here yeah why not we're we're quite profitable on one uh, especially on one uh, villa we have in the british embassy oh really yeah five palm <laughs> <laughs> they call it the british embassy i do not visit there i'm afraid hmm? you haven't been there <laughs> Well, I have, yeah, of but course. not for a very long time. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah, it's going very well, you know. Yeah, parties. Yeah. Uh, no, like people rent it out, you know, obviously to do parties in yeah. there, but it's very profitable. It's working out very well, you know. Okay, yeah, I was maybe moved to Dubai Hills. I think that's that's a, a good a villa community to rent off. So yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk definitely. Thank you, Becca. Thank you for Thank having you very me. Much for I appreciate on. this talk. Really do, me too. Thank you. And thank you everyone for watching our show again. You can obviously go on YouTube. We're going to put this out on um, Instagram and it's going to go on TikTok. So like, follow, subscribe, comment and follow us. Thank you. Thank you very much.